Welcome to the More Than Corporate podcast, where we discuss finding fulfillment, defining success, and living your best life. There's no roadmap to success, no one-size-fits-all answer to fulfillment. I believe it requires us all to be vulnerable and authentic about what we want to accomplish and have the courage to step out of our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Keep listening to hear stories from inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Amber Furman, and this is episode eight of the More Than Corporate podcast. Today, we have an interview with Don Young Cruz. Don is a master networker, speaker, trainer, and certified master NLP coach. NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, for anybody who's unfamiliar with that. She is the founder of Team DYC Business Services, which is a boutique accounting and consulting company based here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And she provides accounting services, event planning and management, and strategic coaching. Dawn has a true personal passion and loves working with business professionals to help obtain the growth and success, creating win-win situations while also reaching their annual goals. I'm super excited for this interview with Dawn. She has played a huge role in my success in my business in taking over my finances and taking that off of my plate. But she also has a really interesting story that you'll hear with her health journey and how gaining control of her mental capacity and understanding the power of her mind through her NLP training helped her overcome an autoimmune disorder. Before we get into the interview, I wanted to ask you guys for a favor. If you've enjoyed anything that you've heard on the show or if anything has resonated with you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review and subscribe. It'll allow me to see what I'm doing well with the podcast that you'd like to see more of and also understand what I may be doing better that can bring you the content that you would like to see. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the interview with Don Youngfers. Don, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for the invite, Amber. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for those of you who don't know, Dawn is a huge part of my business and my success. She is lovingly called my keeper, and I think that she bit off more than she could chew with that, but I appreciate everything she does to keep me in line. So I wanted to share her insight with you guys. Yes, it's fun part of, of being a part of uh, your life and the business and the success that you've had so far and continuing to explode. So Welcome. I'm very blessed. Thank you so much. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about your story? Well, um, my my story began um, quite a long time ago, uh, but my entrepreneurial passion has always been a part of me and my story. My grandfather, I was born on his birthday, and he was the entrepreneur of the family. And it wasn't until about four years ago that I really realized that I was cut from his cloth. Growing up in a family that you had to, you got a job, you went to school, you went to college. I was the first college graduate in my family. And then you get a job, you work in corporate. And that just never really fit as a sweater for me in my life. Um, However, I did do that. Um, And I'm very thankful for those um, lessons and learnings and pathway. Um, But in 2009, uh, during the town turn, um, I was uh, laid off from my corporate job and at the time had been going through about nine years of health concerns and an autoimmune disorder that I was told I was going to be sick for the rest of my life. And those two options of being incorporated in stress and my health didn't align together. 
and mm -hmm. I needed to have the flexibility. So um, in 2009, I took the leap of saying, nope, I'm not working for somebody else and was introduced mm -hmm. to a great um, opportunity as a direct sales uh, consultant with a fantastic company that I was with for um, 11 years and have grown from there. And in 2010, I was introduced to a networking organization um, called Team Referral Network, and that's actually how Amber and I met. Um, and with that, I grew to love with people and working with people. Um, and in a couple of years, I became the area director um, back in California uh, and did that for about four five years and grew. Uh, not only my business, but also others in coaching and consulting. And in 2016, realized that some individuals said, you should be charging for this. We love getting it for free and all of the interest you take in us, um, but you really do need to take this pathway um, in helping businesses with your expertise. And so in 2016, Team DUIC Business Services was born and absolutely loved what I was doing. Still wasn't sure what it encompassed um, and thought it was more the virtual assistant. And now um, I have moved a little bit more into the accounting and business coaching and consulting um, as kind of a cheerleader, or as we like to say, a jockey for a business owner, um, that outside perspective. Um, and in the last two years here in Vegas have completely um, transformed my entire business uh, for the better and uh, being able to help more individuals in a quicker and faster way. So that's uh, kind of where I've come from and where I'm at right now. And so I want to step back and kind of touch on some things that you said. You said your grandpa was the entrepreneurial of the family. What were some of the um, early lessons that you learned from him that you ended up implementing later on in life? Oh, um, the first thing was you never say no um, and never say if somebody sells, tells you you can't do that. Um, and it wasn't until recently I finally learned the lesson that you have the choice to make it happen or you have the choice to take their limitation onto yourself. Um, he was one that always was, I can do it and I can do it bigger and better and I'll do it twice just to show you I can. And so instead of taking it from a negative side, I put a, a, a positive that I have the choice that I can do it or I can't. And either way, I'm right. So being the first person in your family to go to college, did you feel a pressure um, from not necessarily your family, but just society in general that that was the path you were supposed to take and the only way that you could be successful? Absolutely. Um, I, um, from a very young age, I had the dream of becoming a teacher, um, an elementary school teacher. And I um, went to school. I was told, oh, you can't work full-time and go to school full-time. That's BS. I went to school full-time, worked full-time, and was dealing with um, some health scares and that at the time. And I just kept pushing through. And with that, it was more of societal that you went to school, you got a job. Um, but it was more of the self-inflicted um, pressure that I always wanted to be better. And I knew that knowledge and education was a 
huge part to that. And when I was told um, my senior year in college that I wasn't going to be putting me in a classroom was not going to be the best for my health and all around that, um, I really had to take a, a step back and say, okay, I'm going to finish my degree. Because most people would have stepped aside and said, okay, hands up, this isn't where I'm supposed to go and give up. And I knew I had one more semester left to finish and push through, wrapped up my box in a bow um, with my child psychology degree. And um, I funnily say that I use my child psychology degree now working with most of my business owners because they act about the same age. It was more of a life lesson degree and also gave me the pathway that now looking back, it was that I was able to complete something and get to the finish line with all the challenges or opportunities and different things that had happened over um, my seven years of schooling um, that I still am a lifelong lesson, a lifelong learner and knowing that I have to continuously keep feeding myself. No, I definitely agree with that. I think, you know, we've had, I've had a lot of conversations with people from all different walks of life. And recently I talked to somebody that's in the educational field and we were talking about how traditional education has its time and place, but there's so many other ways to learn things that are necessary for your personal growth and your success. And I wish that those things were highlighted more in traditional education. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's, there, there's a right time and a place and um, different instructors and different educators and mentors um, I'm thankful for all of those. And at the time, I might not have been thankful, but I am very thankful that um, I've been blessed in both traditional and voluntary education. You and I have met in um, Team Referral Network, but then we've, we've also gone through um, a lot of mental work and brain training and things like that together. And um, through going through that, I've become increasingly aware of the power of your brain. And I want to um, touch on your health concerns a little bit. I know that you talked about um, going through companies to team referral network and then eventually opening your own business. But where in that line, uh, that timeline, did your health issues start and what was the severity of those? Absolutely. Um, in 2001, um, I was working for the Disneyland Resort and going to full-time, um, working full-time and going to school full-time. Um, and I was constantly always tired, always exhausted, had the flu on colds and just was really ran down. And so I attributed it to, oh, well, I'm just too busy. And I would just keep pushing through. Um, I jokingly say I thought I was superwoman and could do it all. And I never had to say no. And in 2001, in the past, I was diagnosed uh, with an autoimmune disorder called idiopathic neutropenia, which is a fancy word of saying I have low white blood cell counts. And they thought I had a lab error originally, and I was then referred instantaneously as my lab results resulted in they thought I was possibly a leukemia or lupus patient um, or had that um, We'll call disease. And in passing, I went through multiple, multiple um, tests. We could not identify why my white counts were so low. I was told no, negative, 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 positive. No, this is it. This is it. Let's try this. Um, 
over the counter, let's try this prescription, we'll try this test study. And all of this time I was at USC Norris Cancer Center and jokingly for 15 years, that was known as Chateau SC. Um, in the past, I used to be at the hospital four to six times a year for stays of ranging any from five to six out, five to seven days. I never was able to get an answer. My oncologist, my doctor, and I had a very strong relationship and never understood. Um, she never took no for an answer, and we were always trying to find out what was going on. In 2014, um, I had a hospital stay. I was on a treatment called Neupogen. It's a very common uh, treatment for cancer patients to help build them up after aggressive rounds of chemo as my labs would parallel that. And in the past, I was, the side effect is it's very painful. Um, and so I would be on Dilaudid and morphine and these high-end uh, medications that my body was not the easiest of accepting. And at all of this time, I was still working part-time in my own business as a director for team. I had the flexibility, but whenever you're trying to do something, if you're having, you're building momentum and you're planting seeds and then all of a sudden I would be down for two or three months to recuperate from treatment, hospital stay, and whatever illness I had contracted, whether it was a cold or tonsillitis or strep throat, which was my number one uh, pickup. I look back to then in 2015, I finally gave up the hands and I said, I'm done. I'm done dealing with this. And I knew that I needed to work on myself on a personal side. I had lost myself. And in part of that, when you're labeled with a disease, like um, I was, I took that on as my identity. I was literally creating myself being sick. Now knowing what I know. Um, and you mentioned the mind training. Um, and I was introduced, I had met a woman, Stacey O'Burn, in 2011. So before you go into Stacy, let me let me ask you a question really quickly. What how frustrating was it and what did you do to kind of work through the inevitable frustration of knowing something was wrong with you but not being able to get any answers? Oh, uh, the frustration was I never I never took the no or the diagnosis. However, I did buy in. Um, the frustration was my fuel to keep moving forward. So I would get knocked down and then I would take the frustration of my mind would tell me I was, I was okay and I was healthy, but my body was like, nope. Wow. And so I had this internal um, battle mentally and physically. And the reason was, is on the outside, I looked perfectly fine. But internally, I was exhausted. I was drained mentally and physically. And so when I would go out, people would see me as this bubbly because I would make that shell of I was good. Um, but internally, I was having this battle, um, which was part of um, the fuel of the stress and handling the side effects of treatment and being sick or that. Um, so that, that added to that fuel, if that makes sense. No, it absolutely does. So I interrupted you while you were starting okay. to talk about Stacy and 
the amazingness that she brought into your life. So I'll let you go ahead and pick up there. Yes. Um, and I honestly didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and in 2015, I attended uh, her first level of NLP, which is uh, neuro linguistics programming and the science of study of human excellence. Um, however, when you and something I learned later, and this is where I've been able to battle through my my mindset or we like to jokingly say that mind chatter. Yes, the mind chatter, the loving mind chatter. The lovingly itty bitty um shitty committee. You can shitty say shitty committee. Okay. Um that itty bitty shitty committee or the ants in the brain. Um it truly was um a platform that I realized um the talk that I was having with myself and we all do this um whether it's positive and negative 90% of the time it's more negative than it is positive internally and I remember now, back then, I would get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go have my labs checked and let's see how low my count is today. And I would go in, I'd get my lab results and they would be low. And it was continuous cycle. Um, from the time of 2015, fast forward to now, what in the past used to be four to six times a year, I'd be um, hospitalized at USC and I would have treatment every four to six weeks, which was a round of five um, shots of treatment. Uh, as of March, it had been this year has been three years since I've had treatment and it has been five years since I've been in the hospital. Wow, that's fantastic. And how do you reconcile? Because I'm not in any way medically trained, nor am I in a position to tell people that their physical um, maladies are all in their head. But how do you um, reconcile the fact that there was something physically wrong with you, that you were sick and you were making that worse with your mindset um, how did you, how did you reconcile those two? Um, a lot of, it was a lot of time. It was a lot of, um, and I will say trial and error. I remember one time in train when I was going through my training program and it's a stair-step training. I, I, I kind of tested it and didn't realize I was, um, I had a lot of, um, things coming up and I said, oh, I'm too busy to get sick. And within about seven days, I was um, sick and having to go in for treatment. And this was about six months after that training and completely realized our words have a huge power over us and how our emotions are. And that's really what the biggest part and the realization was, is the emotions we have to events, whether we like it or not, do store into us and part of that training um, I've been able to recognize those now. And it is the knowledge and it's being able to be aware of um, how we react to things and the conversations we have with ourselves um, internally and externally. You know, I think that's one of the most important things that you just said is the conversations that we have to ourselves internally. Um, it wasn't until I really started working with Stacy um, and you were there to come along on that journey, which I was so thankful for, that I realized that that self-talk that you have inside your head is just as, if not more detrimental than anything that anybody in the world can say about you. Absolutely. Um, it's a very big passion of mine. Um, 
as as I have seen it with myself, um, that most people aren't aware of it. And so it's it's a personal passion of mine to educate people on that as whether NLP, whether training, you know, business, whatever the case is, if you want to succeed, you have to be able to be aware of that self-talk. Um, one of my favorite movies that depicts a lot of it um, is Inside Out by Pixar. Um, as you know, I'm a Disney nut, but it truly does um, a great way of explaining um, that self-talk internally and how things um, can react to the outside world. That's amazing. I personally have not seen that yet, but I will need to check it out because it sounds pretty awesome. It's it's pretty awesome if for a very elementary level of the knowledge um, that I know both of us have, uh, but for the be for the everyday person to be able to relate and understand. That's awesome. So um, interestingly, I've talked about NLP throughout um, most of my episodes because it is such a big part of what I'm aware of now. Um, but when I decided to go to NLP, I, as you know, had just started my business um, when I met Stacy. Um, I think I was about seven or eight months into my business when I met Stacy, mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to a business seminar. And I thought that she was going to teach me all the things that I needed to know about how to be successful in business. And she did. And, and she is continuing to do that. But little did I know how much I was going to have to delve into all the shit that I didn't want to deal with in order to be able to get to that point. And I was at a seminar um, called Thrive um, in June. And one of the speakers um, made a comment that your business will only grow as much as you are willing to heal. And that to me just sums up NLP in one statement. Like you can only grow in all areas of life as much as you're willing to deal with your shit. Absolutely. Um, I love that. Um, one of my mentors and, and I, I Stacy says it in a very special way. Um, the personal, um, feeds the professional and the professional provides for the personal. And it, it's true. I see it day in and day out. I've been working with Stacy for, for four and a half, almost five years now. And I see day in and day out where people are continuously, I'm here for sales or I'm here you know, it's always the business side and knowing what I know, that's actually where I originally thought. Um, but unconsciously I knew for the personal side is where I needed to be at as well. Uh, for that's, the training. that's amazing. And I, and I share that journey a little bit, not necessarily with the um, illness. I'm, I'm fascinated by your health story because to me, there's nothing that's more, um, that provides more evidence of the power of the brain than somebody who is over is willing to or able to overcome physical illnesses mm-hmm. through the use of their mind. And again, I'm not implying in any way, shape, or form that everybody who's sick or has an issue that it's all in their head. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. No. But the mental, um, the mental positivity that you're able to keep is insane. I mean, we see people through the walks of life that I um, try to go, um, especially in the athletic side. And uh, we see people who are told they'll never walk again. We see people who um, are told that they'll be confined to a wheelchair or, um, you know, that have all of these 
interesting mm-hmm. life stories and they they just say screw that like that's not the life that I'm going to live and I I'm interested to know because I would imagine that you obviously had no guarantees that anything that you were going to do was going to help your your illness and so was it just a if this is what I have to live with I'm going to learn how to live with it the best way I can and then as you changed your mindset you started to heal or was it something different absolutely um I had accepted that this was who I was and it was a part of me however it did not define me when I would go to USC um, and I'd be in the hospital or I'd go in for treatment or And I'm seeing individuals that have a full-on cancer diagnosis, terminal or otherwise, um, having surgeries um, and getting to talk to these individuals um, because you always struck up a conversation because the doctors are never on time, right? And with that, when I enrolled and saw the power, I was willing to try everything. I went through two bone marrow biopsies. I've been through numerous different trials and medication treatments and food trials and in all of these different aspects of, oh, you should do this or you should try this and you should do this. Um, I was willing to try anything because what it could do is it either could help me. And if I saw hindrance, then I would stop. When I first went through training on the mindset, it wasn't instantaneous. However, and it wasn't like a slight switch. Oh, here, it went from zero to, to completely fine. Um, it was the subtle changes over time that I realized, wow, my counts are high. Oh, wow. I haven't had treatment. Oh, wow. I haven't been in the hospital for a year. And then it became more of a, okay, I'm good. I'm not even looking at the what if or when is it going to happen? It's part of my past now. This is now my new future and my new reality. That's amazing. And I know that you said that you had, that it's been a significant amount of time since you've been hospitalized and had treatment. Do you still have any symptoms that you work through on your own or do you, um, have you been able to completely move past that? So in the past, somebody would get a cold or I would get a cold and it would knock me out for two, three couple months. I'm now very aware of my body, my immune system and how I react to things. So just actually just a couple of weeks ago, I ended up with a um, sinus infection and we were very proactive in it. Um, I knew I needed sleep and rest. Um, that's my number one way for me to heal. Um, in the past, I thought I could be still superwoman when I was down, which would prolong that um, recovery time. So with that, now I am more proactive. Um, environment changes have been a huge um, in the move. I can't attribute exactly to it, um, but it has been less and less. Um, and a lot of it is the self-talk, I believe. Um, the happiness that I have in my life and the joys of what I do and taking the time for me um, to enjoy the things that um, I like to do. That's awesome. So let's talk about your business a little bit. So what is it that you do with DYC Team Services? So with DYC, um, I am a full-blown accounting. Um, I'm a QuickBooks Pro uh, certified advisor. Um, I help those businesses be able to grow their business knowing where they're spending money 
investing money and being able to strategize for them for the next steps of their business. I learned from a very uh, strong mentor that if you know where your numbers are and if you treat your business like a business, you can grow your business to be profitable and to, uh, to supply for yourself. Um, however, to make educated decisions, you have to have numbers. One of my mentors, uh, LaVon Shields, told me that your bookkeeping or your um, financial statements is nothing more than a scorecard of your human behaviors. And so I pride mm -hmm. in that with my business owners so that they know where they're at so then they can be able to make educated decisions. And a lot of business owners, I find that they like to live in a world of fantasy at times in an ambiguous amount of numbers. Oh, I made about this, or I made about that, or I spent about this. Well, if you don't know specifics, you can't make shifts. And so that's where I become the mirror for a business owner or in the personal side as well um, to be able to take them to the next level. So from the accounting side, I'm able to help more on the coaching and consulting side to be their, their I jokingly say their financial jockey. Yeah, I mean, I hesitate to call you a bookkeeper or an accountant because I know that you are so much more than that. Um, I actually just had LaVon on the show um, <laughs> recently, and I'll tell you what, she did such a good job at trying to behave. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, she's amazing. She is so fantastic. Um, so what we're talking about with NLP and how that's impacted your wellness, mm -hmm. are you able to use those same techniques that you've learned to help others through your business? And if so, how? Absolutely. Um, a lot of it was the fear, myself included, starting a business from scratch. Starting a business is scary enough. Um, you know, some people, they create a business because that's what their their passion is. Um, and then some created out of reluctancy as I, in 2009, thought I was supposed to go back to work and everywhere I was applying was I was either overqualified or underqualified. And then I made the decision, well, if I needed to make it, I needed to make it for myself. And it took me a few years and a few bumps and fall downs and picking myself back up, but utilizing the tools of NLP and the sales and it, it's of intention of helping others utilize my experiences and those around me that I have been able to experience um, and helping them see that there is a pathway. Let's talk for just a minute about, I mean, obviously this podcast is called More Than Corporate. It's all about defining your own ideas of success. And um, I think I've been pretty clear in my other interviews that to me, that requires getting out of your comfort zone. It requires failing. It requires, um, you know, just being really authentic with yourself. And so I'd love to talk to you for just a minute about those topics, starting with um, what is your definition of success and how has that changed throughout your life if it has? Um, so I would say now, um, yes, my definition of success has changed as I have changed. Um, in the past, up until recently, I had defined success with a dollar amount. Um, if I made this amount of money or this amount of sales, that was successful. Now, in, um, I would say in the last year, year and a half, success to me is, is living that fulfillment and success is firing on all cylinders. Um, 
especially in utilizing what I have experienced, especially on the health side, but also in my business, um, the involvement of my business. I had a lot of things I worked through of self-worth um, and success. I, in the past, didn't feel I was worth success um, in that dollar amount. And now I've been able to marry the worth of success of living my living my full potential which helps others and in turn i'm getting now the repercussions of that financial um so they're they've become kind of one that's amazing so you mentioned that um part of success is for you is you know living your best life and finding that fulfillment um and i feel like that fulfillment is kind of that, um, that feeling that people strive for, but nobody can really define what makes you feel fulfilled in your life and in your business. So fulfillment for me in my life is, um, being able to have the freedom to do, um, and enjoy my time with my nephew or enjoying the options of, I get to, to have the choice to travel or not travel or being able to be me wholeheartedly in the past. I had a lot of individuals in my life that said I worked 24 seven. I was the workaholic. And, um, I jokingly say I may be working, but I'm also having fun too. Um, a lot of my business relationships have now become personal relationships. And if I can marry the two of them together, what better of a world can that be then? That's awesome. So we um, talk a lot about people's idea of success being projected onto other people, um, particularly, I think that's what's led to the idea that um, if you're not taking the traditional schooling route or you don't make a certain amount of money or you can't do certain things that you're not successful. Um, and we all know that everybody has their own idea of success and definition of success. So I'm interested to know whether there was ever a time that you appeared successful to somebody else and they kept telling you how proud they were of you and you just felt completely empty and unfulfilled and how, how that impacted you. Wow. That was probably a good four years of um, myself while I was going through a lot of my health stuff from the time I was laid off and everybody always said, well, you look so positive and you're, you're, everybody knows you and you're the person to go to when I know I need somebody or I need a connection. Um, and I look back now to that four to six years of time, I was the people pleaser and I made the shell that everything was okay on the outside. Um, but internally I was going through the motions. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't have a clear path. Part of that unfulfillment was, I believe that I was pleasing others and making that facade. And yes, I was doing what I like to do, but at the same point, it just went through the motions. There was no, if you asked me a year later, what, what, how did I feel about it? I couldn't answer that question. Okay. How do you remember how you kind of pushed past that? And was there a time where you felt like you were stuck between two identities and leaving one world behind and trying to break into this whole new opportunity for you? 
Yes. And I can remember it was about six months after I moved here to Vegas. Oh, really? Uh, yes. I had the identity um, in that transition of me coming from Vegas to Cal- from California to Vegas. In California, I was a big fish in a small pond, um, especially in the business world where I was. Um, a lot of people knew who I was, making connections and, and knowing what I know now, it was not the best part. Um, and when I was here for that first six months, I realized okay, it's time to identify who I am and what do I want to do. And I just remember my Jiminy Cricket um, telling me choice is a powerful thing. You have the choice to do the same thing or you have the choice to do something different. And so that was the turning point for me in regards to pushing past out of that shell of what I thought people wanted me to be and I thought I needed to be to being who I am now and even three or four different versions past that, that it is. That's amazing. So I know um, from our conversations that you will have a plethora of situations to choose from for this next question, but um, describe a time that you pushed yourself completely out of your comfort zone and then how that positively impacted your life. (laughs) Um, Oh my goodness. Um, I think one of the biggest things um, pushing myself out of the comfort zone was telling my family and my friends uh, over Thanksgiving of 2016 that I was picking up my life and moving to Vegas. Um, out here alone, right? Yes, I have. I've, I had a couple of friends out here, but I had no family. Um, and it was it was pushing me out of my comfort zone into a brand new world um, that I knew I had been able to experience. My brother lived here for about four and a half years. So I was able to understand Vegas from not the vacation side, um, but actually a real life experience. And I knew here. I know it surprises people every day, but we I jokingly say I do not, you know, have made service and eat at a buffet every day. Um, I do have to cook and I do have to clean. (laughs) (laughs) I know it kind of sucks. Yes. Um, but that I I look back over the last 10 years, um, just celebrating my, my 40th birthday. Um, cause right after my 30th was when I was laid off. So this last 10 years has really been a big transformation, um, time and looking the biggest comfort zone was the unknown of me moving here. Um, I had the job, I had the opportunity, I had the skills and why I came here was to help with Team Referral Network. What I thought was going to be the pathway when I got here has kind of taken a 90 degree, almost 180 degree turn in a great way that moving here was that step out of the comfort zone to find who I was and also find my home. And so, yes, California is where I'm from, but Vegas is now my home. It's so crazy that you say that because I used to say the same thing to my family when they would ask me after I moved out here in 2012, by about 2014, 2015, they would ask me whether I missed home. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is home. Like Idaho may be where my background is, but Vegas is my home. And that's funny because I've been here now two and a half years. So it's about that timing that this is, yeah, (laughs) that's funny. 
And I think actually we shared a very similar bell curve in that because I, um, in 2013-ish, wanted nothing more than to go back home. Like I just wanted to pick up and return home and like crawl in bed with my stuffed animals and (laughs) fix again. And so then I pushed past that and about two years later became Vegas's home. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about failure for a minute. Everybody's least favorite topic. Um, as far wow. as failure is concerned, um, tell us about a failure in your life that ended up being um, instrumental to where you are now. Oh, a failure. I think so. It was learning with a client um, that I had that I was very close with. It was a realization um, that kind of hit you know, lessons come in a tap on the shoulder or, you know, a slap upside the head, kind of like a dust buster, or they come as like a two by four. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the biggest failures, um, was I never liked to be a failure. Um, I didn't like, um, being, having to admit to failure. Um, so I was the people pleaser and that attention, grabbing or being able to whether attention or recognition recognition was either positive or negative. Um, the thing I learned from this failure um, in serving my client was a pattern of maybe not being 100% truthful or lying to get the reaction I wanted of dropping the ball or maybe forgetting a task. Um, and the lesson I learned was, is that was happening in my personal life and my negative or my business life in a negative way. And when I was able to find the pinpoint of them that had caused that, I was able to be at one and get the lessons so that I could make the shift so that it didn't happen again, that I was about ready to lose a business and friendship relationship out of that. I knew that if I didn't grow, it was just going to keep coming back to me. And so I'm thankful for the person that brought it to my attention. Um, And at the same point, being able to love me through it. I love that. I love that. I think that it really highlights the fact that so many of the behaviors that we have, many times we're not even aware of that we're doing. And they're so self-sabotaging in certain situations because our our brain is designed to keep us safe. And the brain's idea of safe isn't what we need to excel. Um, All right. So let's talk about resources. Do you have a group of resources, a podcast book, anything that you rely on that um, always seems to have what you need to hear in the situations that you might need some encouragement? Oh gosh. Um, So I'm a huge, and I know we've talked about this before. um, Music is a huge platform for me for uh, encouragement, motivation to dig down in and have feeling, work through feelings. Um, so music's a huge part for me. And then my tribe, whether it's my business tribe and that business tribe referral partners or those that I've gone through training together with um, or have had recommended through training that I've met that has become part of my like-minded crew. We're all human. If you cut us, we're not going to you know, spout out we're going to bleed. Um, and sometimes you just have to fall down and there's somebody there that's going to be able to pick you up. So I think those two are my biggest resources that I tap into. 
I have also, I've created a album in my phone that has all of my favorite motivational quotes or when I'm scrolling around Facebook or that somebody post a really great meme or Facebook post um, of an image, I keep that and I save it on my phone and it's in an album all itself um, that I can sit there and scroll through if I need to get um, out of a funk or also be able to help uplift somebody else. I love it. Music is, um, as you know, extremely important to me as well. And, you know, it always has been since I was a kid, but even more so now as I really try to embrace authenticity and be um, who I am, I, I just think there's nothing more vulnerable than somebody pouring their heart and soul out into a song and then like putting it out into the world. And so I derive great strength from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of the songs actually, um, the direct sales company my mom's with, um, Origami Al, their um, founder uh, actually recorded a song called Butterfly Wings. And it's just about that. It's about striving for, for excellence and really that you have to go through a process to be able to fly. And so that song plays every morning for me. That's amazing. <laughs> So other than being what you are now, um, a keeper of the disorganized individuals like myself, um, what profession do you think it would be fun to attempt? Oh, (laughs) I've always had a love with animals. So working with animals in some way, like trainer or I've always had that connection. And so I think that would be a definite fun attempt uh, or profession to tap into. Um, with my love of animals as well. Love it. And then lastly, where can people find you if they want to connect with your business on Facebook or Instagram or social media? Where's the best place for them to reach you? So Facebook is the best way. Um, You can find me at um, Facebook backslash Team DYC um, Business Services or um, on my website uh, that directs there as well. And that is TeamDYC.com. Perfect. And for anybody listening, we'll put those contacts in the show notes. So you'll be able to just click and um, access all of Dawn's amazingness if you need um, assistance. And then as for your business, if anybody wants to contact you for business purposes, are you able to work with individuals throughout the country or are you regionally based? No, I can uh, do uh, across anywhere. Uh, Most of my clients are virtual, um, even here in Vegas virtually. So perfect. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I've enjoyed um, our conversation and um, I hope that the listeners are able to derive some strength or inspiration from your story. I know that it definitely has given me some over the last couple of years. Well, thank you for the invite. And I'm glad I could share the story and share um, all the fun awesomeness that I've been put on to me and I can share with others. Perfect. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I hope that something that was said resonated with you or provided value to you in one way or another. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on the show. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Furman. Also, I've created a Facebook community for followers of the show to interact with me and other members of the community. You can find that on Facebook at More Than Corporate. So go ahead and join that group if you'd like to stay up to date on podcast happenings and meet some really cool people. Again, thanks so much for tuning in.